Hi, I'm Joe Posnanski, and here, as always, with Molly Knight. We're going to talk baseball, but Molly, we have something very special today. Yes, we have a resident Philadelphia expert who also does incredible drawings of certain baseball managers who may or may not be managing uh, the Philadelphia Phillies tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and does everything else. She's an actor. She's a poet. She's a she's an artist. And she's my dear friend, Ellen Adair. Ellen, welcome. I am deeply honored to be here. Yes, oh, I will no, try to fulfill all of the expectations that have been laid upon me as a native of Philadelphia and uh, somebody for whom I claim that the Philadelphia Phillies are my life partner. Yes. They are your life partner and you're in Philadelphia. You are planning if the game does indeed happen tonight. We are recording this at about four o'clock Eastern uh, with rain uh, in very much in the forecast. But as of right now, the game seems to be ready to go. You're ready to go. You're ready to go out to the ballpark, aren't you? I am. As soon as we stop talking, I'm going to get my stuff together and I'm going to go. Oh. Unless they tell me that it's canceled by that time, in which case I will stay here you at my mom's still go. house. <laughs> no, you should still go. Even even Just go. Though. Just yeah. <laughs> Joe, have you ever had the, the pleasure of attending a playoff baseball game in Philadelphia at Citizens Bank Park? Because I have, and it's something else. Yes, I've I've been there for numerous ones, including the the back-to-back uh, -back World uh, Series. Yeah. I was at both of those uh, World Series and uh, it is truly, truly madness. Yeah. Uh, Ellen, this is your first time around in the ballpark in Philadelphia. Is that right? This will be my first ever World Series that I have been to. Yes. And I had never been to a Phillies postseason game before this postseason through a combination of always doing plays during October and right. also poverty. Um, but yes, <laughs> in this particular time, I've just snuck in and uh, I was able to go to the Reese Hoskins bat spike NLDS game versus Spencer yes. Strider. And I was able to go to the absolute madness of the both starters Oh, not yeah. getting out of the first inning game in yes. the NLCS, the the um, alas Bailey Falter uh, yes. uh, versus Mike Clevenger game in the NLCS last week, and yeah. so yeah, it's been a true embarrassment of riches of me <laughs> screaming my face off, um, which fortunately as an actor I have training, and so I can scream my face off the entire game without stopping yeah. and then still talk the next day. Okay, Can we so. Your experience when you go tonight, hopefully tonight, if not tonight, ho hopefully tomorrow, whatever this game pretends. But when you walk in, you're going to have the same experience I did seeing the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium game one of the 2017 World Series. It, you're just going to be like, your brain is going to, you're just going to like, right before when the national anthem starts, you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm at the World Series. And then you're going to have this moment of like, I don't even care what happens. I'm just so happy to be here. Like, even if they lose, you're going to have that moment for like, um, like about five minutes. And then you're going to go into full freak out mode. Like, you know, of like, I actually, never mind. I do care. I really do care. Yes. Never, never mind. In fact, I, I intensely care. In fact, what, what can I barter for the Philadelphia have... Phillies to win another bullpen game. You will have 60 seconds of, of transcendental bliss of just being present and being grateful. And then that, and then it'll all go away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that sounds about right. Molly, yeah. were, were, were there, were there 
tears your first time that you went to Dodger game a little bit close? Uh, I just, not tears. I was just, I was just in awe and I was just very grateful. I was grateful. I mean, Vince Scully, I think throughout the first pitch, I was yep. grateful for a lot. I was there with my mom, my sister, a lot of um, friends. And it was just, I felt like, Oh my God. It, it just, it just, a, just gratitude. Um, of course that wound up being an insane, I went to all seven games. It was wound up being an insane world series that yes, we learned was, you know, cheat compromised, but, um, and it was, a but at the time, one of the best world series that a, anybody and has it was ever a beautiful seen. game that game one, it was two hours of beautiful baseball, quick baseball from oh, Kershaw. Kers and Kershaw and is best. Title. Yeah. I mean, they were both pretty sharp. I mean, it was quick. So it was just like, oh my God, we were out of there in two hours and 20 minutes. Um, it was just, it was great. It was. It, that series was so electric in so many yeah. ways. Cause I mean, you had that super quick game one, you had the insane game two yeah. and, and then you and went then to Houston and it was crazy. It was nuts. The, the, yes. the only yeah. game that really wasn't kind of nuts in its own way was game seven, which yeah. was, you know, just kind of which blah. And uh, and that's why I think that series is not. I mean, of course, and the cheating. Now we talk about sure. it, but at the time, everybody was saying like that was a great series, but it still wasn't the '75 Red Sox Reds or whatever. But I think it was probably it wasn't better. even 2016, which was pretty exciting. Yeah, 2016 yeah, was, was not. But I think I think game for game, that series might have been the best series of my lifetime, huh, except yeah. that Game Seven was. Blah. And once game seven is blah, I mean, what made the, the Cubs Cleveland series so great was a, an absolutely ridiculous game seven. That was, you know, it was a, it was a very good series, but I don't think it was as good a series leading up to game seven, but then game seven, it you know, took off. All right. But we're talking about the Phillies and the Astros and um, all right. So Alan, first of all, why don't we just start right there with you? Uh, where are you? Where, where is your mental state right now? We are tied at one game apiece. Um, it was, you know, the, the Phillies game one was wild and absurd and, and, and undoubtedly probably. All right. Two things. Ellen is a dear, dear friend of mine, as is her husband, Eric, but compare game one of the world series to your wedding day. Be honest. And I want you to be honest, which, which oh, was, I mean, game one of the world series was way more exciting. <laughs> No question. Like the wedding day was oh. like, you know, it was, right, it there was, went off more or less like we expected it to. Right. I was going to say, know. there was no question that Eric was going to show up, you know, it was, right. Wasn't, right. There was never the moment on my wedding day. Like I am actually grateful that my wedding day was not as exciting as game one of this yes. world series. Cause there was never the moment of complete and utter devastation that I experienced to see Aaron Nola not be his sharpest <laughs> because I live and die by every Aaron Nola pitch on like yes. a random Tuesday in July. Like right. I always wake up on Aaron Nola is pitching day and I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to like watch what I eat today because my stomach will always be like, <laughs> I, I love Aaron Nola so much. And so like the part of what was so incredible for Phillies fans is obviously that comeback. You know, it's only happened six times in World Series history versus 220 times that a team down five runs has not come back. And I think for me personally also, like 
the depths of despair that I was residing in, uh, yes. having having not witnessed Aaron Nola be his sharpest. Although, really, like to be a slight Aaron Nola apologist, like he didn't make a lot of mistakes. The mistakes were big, and they were to Kyle Tucker. But like a lot <laughs> of the other other like all of those singles they were getting off of him were on well executed pitches. Um, but to Kyle Tucker, it was like a changeup that didn't get down, which was exactly Aaron Nola's problem in 2021. Oh, my dog is going to be here soon, and she's also going to have a lot to say about this. So by, by, be, by the way, do you know? Be a whole conversation. Ellen, do you know the main reason that your wedding was not as sort of thrilling and wild as um, as as Game One is because Dusty Baker did not manage your wedding. So I think that might be the very big, the very big point there. Yeah, well, Rob wow. Thompson didn't manage my wedding either. Like a very aggressive managing of my wedding. Had it been my wedding, I would have been like, oh, wait, no, like it's not, we, we haven't need, we haven't finished saying the vows yet. It's not time for the- Why did you bring wait, the cake out? Why, why is the cake already here? Yeah, okay. it's not time for the hors d'oeuvres yet. Like, wait, the cake already? We haven't even, yeah. Um, I mean- I certainly this postseason has been marked by a lot of bullpen moves that I've been like, oh, I don't feel good about this. And then it's worked out. So I'm like, great. It's been, it's been kind of magical along those lines. I mean, and, and that one in that way, it really does remind me a lot of the uh, Royals run, the 2014, 2015 Royals run. And Rob Thompson does not come into the game. Uh, you know, nobody, nobody ever thought about Rob Thompson before this year, right? right? I mean, Rob, nobody, when they hired Rob Thompson, they, they could not have made it more clear. He was the interim guy. They, they this was not the Phillies future. They were going to do that. And then of course, everything, the way thing worked out, but the way that in 2014 and 15, Ned Yost went into those, that series is basically like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. And then like every move he made, somehow work like he's like oh, i'm gonna lead off uh i'll say he's escobar and he's like oh you know he has a 210 on base percent it doesn't matter it'll work out and and that's sort of what it feels like not to say rob thompson's moves have not been logical but it's amazing how well they've worked yeah i know i have i have a couple of theories in terms of the magic one of my theories is that you know the last time that the phillies were in the postseason was 2011 they were knocked out of the nlds the best phillies team of my lifetime sure uh was knocked out of the nlds by the st louis cardinals um who i mean they had more than 87 wins but not not by a lot right, right. so postseason chaos has a long <laughs> history yes and uh and there was this rally squirrel that was, you know, jumping around on the field in Citizens Bank Park, and it became the rally squirrel for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I have this theory that by defeating the Cardinals in the wild card, that the Cardinals devil magic, if only temporarily, has reverted to the Phillies, that oh. we won the devil magic from the Cardinals. And, you know, a, a squirrel was seen on the field in the divisional series versus Atlanta. And so, you know, I'm just saying it's possible because <laughs> certainly there are so many things that have really gone right. Like if I could just go back and whisper to my past self in 2020 and 2021, like the Phillies are going to win two bullpen games yeah. in the postseason in 2022. I mean, I might not have believed myself, but also like what grief would have been avoided <laughs> had, had I just been able to know that that would happen. So, you know, certainly like 
looking at the matchup tonight, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but looking at the matchup tonight, like you're like, oh, well, well, like the Astros are, are absolutely going to win this because Lance McCullers has got that amazing curveball and his newer slider is so good. And like the Phillies are throwing out Syndergaard and he, his fastball is 94 now. And so like, obviously, but every single time that the Phillies have had a bullpen game, a Phillies bullpen game. <laughs> they have clearly been at a disadvantage and yet they have won both of those games so far. So indeed, it's kind of like may maybe there's magic or or maybe anything can happen. Yeah, it's well, but, oh. I, I was going to say this is something that Molly and I have discussed on here. Uh, before the season begins, they put a DH into the National League, right? Which is clearly a huge thing for the Phillies and Bryce Harper is, is able to hit before the start season starts, they add a sixth playoff team and your sixth playoff team is the Phillies before the season starts. You have uh, a manager who doesn't make it a month and a half into the year. And, and that works out. It's, I mean, it has been just one thing after another and then sure. Why not? Like you get to the playoffs and the one thing that has haunted the Phillies for like ever really. I mean, like going back to Tug McGraw basically uh, is, is a bullpen. And now that bullpen is unhittable. I mean, they've not given up a run since when, like when was the last time they even gave up a run? I mean, it's, it's truly, truly snare Molly. It's like, yeah. that would probably be Sir Anthony Dominguez in the, in the sort of very rainy game of the of the championship and, series and the I only run that he's time. given up in this entire he you know, literally you know. could not grip the ball because it was yeah important. right I mean we, Joe and I talked about this and, and like we both thought this series was going to come back to citizens being tied one-to-one -one, and here we are and we're not like I mean we're smart people but we're not that smart I mean I think it's like the the Phillies we saw both teams in, in their full glory the Phillies the Phillies are chaos they're absolute chaos. You can't kill them dead. You can't take a five run lead. And I, and that game seven of the world series, the Astros jumped out to a five, an early five zip lead and the game felt over. Like yeah. It felt dead. And that's the difference between that Dodgers team, which on paper was probably better than this Phillies team, but maybe not because this Phillies team was able to come back from a five zero deficit but off justin verlander yes well, that's what I, world series problems we we've covered that but like yeah but i wondered about that exhausting but I, to play a team like that a team that like you know you cannot freaking rest at all because they are just they're they're the undead they will come yeah, back but i did wonder about that from from your perspective alan you're watching that game they're down five nothing obviously you're depressed and you've seen aaron nola not at his Aaron Nola-ist, which I, you know, if if Aaron Nola gives up a hit, it, it you know, sets you back. You I know, hold several. it against that other batter forever. <laughs> forever. They 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 lose all Ellen Adair privileges. But but knowing Justin Verlander was on the mound, did that make you think this game was over? Or did that make you think, oh no, they could come back against him? I guess I never fully count them out. Yeah. at this point right uh but i did think it was going to be a very hard road i think had you 
had you asked me to bet, I am not a betting person. I absolutely love your no BS preview that you're like, you know, this person could, this team could win, but like also maybe the other team could win because it's baseball. <laughs> um, but uh, so, I mean, I think if I'd been forced to bet, I would have probably not bet that the Phillies would have come back versus Justin Verlander. He has a 1.75 ERA this year. It's insane. It's, yes. it's absolute yes. bananas. Yes. Um, and so despite his problems in the postseason, I would have looked at like the larger sample of Justin Verlander being very extremely good this year. Um, on the other hand, you know, like the game uh, on Saturday, I actually didn't watch it that despondent because I was like, I don't know, like the Phillies, they can always come back. <laughs> it's it's sort of it really does feel that way. And, you know, I think that Saturday's game is such an interesting microcosm of the of the season as a whole to some of the things that you were alluding to earlier, because, you know, obviously part of what is so incredibly satisfying about just even being in the World Series as a Phillies fan is that we did not expect this at all. And, right. and like, what what joy is better than a joy that is unexpected? And on the other hand, there are so many pieces where it's kind of like, well, yeah, actually, it kind of makes sense. And some of it is this season and some of it is like, for me personally, I remember being on the podcast with you one time and talking about the Phillies. And I was like, well, yeah, but like, I like these guys. Like, I want to go on a road trip with these guys. The season is a road trip. And I'm just happy to be on a road trip with this collection of guys, because for several years now, we've looked at the Phillies on paper. And I personally have thought, oh, well, this could be not a World Series team, but this team could reach the postseason. And so in some ways for Phillies fans, it's kind of like we developed PTSD to not be able to correctly evaluate the talent that is on the team because we always imagine there's going to be a September swoon or like somehow they're just actually the the whole is going to be less than the sum of its parts. Whereas I think now what we're seeing, you know, we, we you talked about Rob Thompson earlier. I think that obviously Joe Girardi was playing under tremendous pressure. He knew he had to try to get this team. You know, Dombrowski and Middleton had gone over the luxury tax to get Castellanos and Schwarber. He has to try to get this team to the postseason. And then Rob Thompson was like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm just the interim manager. Like, I'm probably not even going to get this job. So I might as well play the rookies, which is something that, that Girardi wasn't doing. And the result is then I think that like the team is relaxed and, yeah. and, you know, and Bryson Stott, who started out the, the year in, you know, not, per, not particularly doing well, like his batting average still does not tell the story of who Bryson Stott is because of what a hole he started the year in. Now we can see what kind of, you know, an incredible, I think it was like 12 pitch at bat that this kid can put up in the World Series. And it's because under Rob Thompson, uh, you know, not just Stott and Bohm, but also Veerling and Maton. All of these kids were able to feel like, oh, my playing time is not going to be linked to like how my at -bat were, bats were yesterday. I can relax a little bit. I'm, I know I'm going to get playing time. I can just play. And I think that that's why we saw the Phillies go 32 and 20 when Bryce Harper was out with his yep. broken thumb. 
and Segura was also missing. And nevertheless, it was the Phillies, you know, quote unquote, daycare is what they called, you know, the younger players. It, it was really those players who were holding the team afloat. Obviously, a lot of it was Kyle Schwarber, you know, on on his way to hitting a gajillion home runs. Right. But it was it was really all of that team. So then Harper comes back in September but his his thumb is clearly still hurting so we don't get bryce harper being bryce harper until he kind of finds his stroke in that cardinals game where he hits the home run so now finally we're actually putting together a team in the postseason that we never saw in the regular season right you know plus obviously like the addition of brandon marsh having a, a guy out there who can catch the ball, extremely helpful, right? <laughs> Having at least one, at least one of the three can catch the ball. That helps. Sure. So, and a yeah. good beard. And, and I mean, well, uh, yes. Let's not go that far <laughs> because Brandon Marsh's hair beard combo really no. freaks me out. It doesn't match. No. It, aesthetic and color and vibe i'm a little bit confused it's because he wets his hair like brandon every Crawford, inning. and i don't i i hate it i know people love the wet the wet look is just i i don't get it i don't get it i think it gives him an edge that's what yeah. uh garrett stubbs backup catcher for the phillies says of marsh that the reason that he wets his hair is it gives him an edge he uses a a swear word that I'm not going to use. Yeah, yeah. It's like the I'm not buying that, it. The red hot that you know, the red hots <laughs> that uh, were talked about, the, the icy hot. So yeah, putting that on your ear or whatever, like that's just, yeah, just, that Joe Musgrove. It's wild. Okay. All right, well, so here's here's how I saw it, and here's here's what I think we go because let's talk about going forward. At least for me, game one was such a. I mean, it was so much fun, <sighs> but I thought when the Phillies scored right after the second Kyle Tucker Homer and they went up five, nothing and the Phillies came right back and scored a couple of bronze. I thought, Oh, they're not out of this game. Like immediately yeah. thought that when they went down to Framber uh, on Saturday, I thought this game is over. Like, I just thought there was like, to me, that was, he just had much more of a lockdown feel and that bullpen is so good. So, I, I mean, I think as we go forward, it really is incumbent on the Phillies to not fall behind as much. I, I realize that's sort of become their thing. They they can come back from anything, but it feels to me like there was something opening day. Verlander really is weird in the postseason in the World Series, not so much postseason, but in the World Series, there really is something quirky going on there. I mean, he's just been that bad that consistently. And, and so that was an odd one, but I'm thinking the Phillies, they need like, it'd be good for them to like have a big first inning, like a first, first couple of innings have Harper hit a three run homer in the first or something and take the lead. Because I, I think, I think the, the Astros are there to be, to be had. I mean, I think the Astros are the best team in baseball from a pure talent standpoint, even, even compared to the Dodgers, when you look at all of their pitching, but they're pitching for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just think, especially that bullpen is, you know, it's five guys, it's five, you know, but I think the Phillies have this little bit of an edge where it's like, if this game is close, the Phillies have like a, you know, it's, it's not even about momentum or confidence, but the Phillies are just like, what the heck? I mean, I think so much of it is what you said about Rob Thompson. I mean, Joe Girardi was a literal, like, like, 
bundle of nerves. Like it was just everywhere he went was just like, you could feel like he had this, he didn't have like a black cloud over him. He had like a thunderstorming cloud over him. There was just tension with everything. And then Rob Thompson comes in. He's like, eh, whatever, you know, look, nobody expects anything of me. I'm not going to be here when the season's over. They're going to hire some other guy. Let's play ball. Let's have fun. You know, what the heck? It doesn't matter. And boy, that is that is the sense of this whole team. And I don't think that's the sense of this Astros team. Because I think this Astros team uh, was better than that Braves team last year and lost to them. I think this Astros team has, you know, everybody talks about 17, but it has been close but not good enough ever since 17. And and I don't know. I I just I just feel like the Phillies, if if they could grab the moment, they can grab the moment. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think the Astros were also better than the Nationals in 2019. Absolutely, you know, they, they have Absolutely. this history of of playing NL East teams that people didn't necessarily <laughs> expect to be in the World Series. Yeah, I mean, I think you're absolutely right that the Phillies need to not fall so far behind. And I think obviously one of the main things that we're, I mean, we'll see what happens, right, with with the with the bullpen game tonight and the Ranger Suarez game tomorrow. I feel like Ranger Suarez versus Christian Javier is a very, very tough matchup for the yes. Phillies, especially given, uh, number one, how Ranger Suarez was the last time out versus the Astros at the end of the season not good and uh, also christian javier has given up like two hits this month that's an approximate number that's like an emotional number for how many hits but like it's actually not that far off so yeah that's definitely tough but i think for sure you know so much prognostication myself included about the phillies in the postseason was like well what they've got is they've got these two aces who can go up against anybody yeah. you know i mean i think it's something uh, a statistic that I had given you for your no BS preview was that the Phillies were second in starter war in fan graphs, but most of that is Nola and Wheeler, like yeah. not quite two thirds of it. And so that that can be very impactful in a short series. And so obviously when we see their two aces getting shelled, that can't happen again the next time that they're out. And I think that there are reasons to be concerned about both of them. Number one, because I'm just like always concerned about Aaron Nola, yes. but also because, you know, he was not excellent in his start versus the Padres either. And on the other hand, if I'm more concerned about one or the other of them, it's actually Zach Wheeler. And that's just because we saw on Saturday, you know, we've been seeing over the postseason that he's been starting throwing like a Zach Wheeler 99 and that his velocity has been declining yes. over the course of the game, even though he's been able to like keep it together and pitch really well. Well, starting out at 96 on Saturday was obviously not a good sign. And, you know, that coupled with the fact that he, you know, he made a lot of mistakes in terms of pitch location. You know, there was a, there was a curveball that did not curve. There was a yeah. slider that did not slide all of those things, you know, the Astros just immediately leaped on top of. And so given that there's also some concerns with, you know, he was hit in the knee with that, uh, with that ball in the NLCS and also you know, he had shoulder injury over the past off season. He is, was dealing with elbow soreness. He was on the IL for a little while with the elbow soreness and with, you know, I think forearm tendonitis. And so like, it just didn't look like he quite, 
it felt it looked like he was maybe in pain, whether it was the knee or whether it was the elbow um, on Saturday a little bit. And so that that is that's certainly concerning, um, particularly sure. given that, you know, he, he pitched a, a career high innings last year coming off of the shortened 2020 season. So, you know, all of these sort of injury concerns for Wheeler make a lot of sense this year. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a situation where both of them, their next time out are able to be like, this is the last time I'm pitching this year, no matter what. So l- let me just give it everything that I've got. Not that I'm inferring that they weren't already giving it everything that they've got right. because they're in the World Series. But yeah, certainly I think that it's it's definitely going to be key if the Phillies are going to do something in this series for the two aces to show up in the way that everybody sort of, the narrative was, this is one of the real strengths for this Phillies team. So yeah, it needs to be one of the strengths for the team. What do you think, Molly? I mean, Joe, I think you're right. And I think people who, I mean, the, the three of us have been lucky enough to attend playoff baseball games. And that's just not a reality for a lot of fans for a lot of reasons, money, just striking out on getting the tickets, you know, ticket sure. master, whatever lo- location, the vibe in the park is just different during playoff games and the home crowd can be totally taken out of it. If the visiting team scores first and it's, 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 it's like everybody's it, and, and Philly fans get as nervous as Mets fans get as nervous as Dodger fans. I mean, it's the same everywhere. Yeah, It's so important when you're at home and when you're the Phillies and when you're excited to score that, you know, to score that first run. I mean, they need a hit, they need Hoskins or Harper or Real Muto or Schwab's to get them on the board early. And then that place is going to be rocking and it's going to help. It's going to help those guys because the Phillies are definitely a vibe team (laughs) they're definitely I mean they don't need the crowd they show that they can win on the road they can come back and they can keep their wits about them and 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 never say die but that's just such a tough place to play if the if the place is rocking um so I think it's it's super important for them to to get up early from but just from an emotional crowd vibe feel too I think that's a great point you know that Yankee series, I mean, the, the Yankees were not as good as the, the Astros and they were not going to win. But in game three, no, I guess it was game four, um, the Astros just choked the Yankees and the crowd. Oh, no, it was game three uh, because the, the Yankees still thought they were in the series and they just choked it and the crowd was dead. I mean, it was dead enough that like that's a big thing they were talking about on the broadcast. I mean, that was. John Sterling was just saying this crowd is where is, you know, they're, they came here so excited and ready to go. And, and, you know, look, you never know what it is that drives people, but the, the fact the Phillies are undefeated at home, the fact that crowd is so wild. And the fact that this team, you know, like you were saying, uh, Ellen, that the fact that this team is such a surprise and such a joyful surprise for that city I th- I think that's right. I I think that if the Phillies can look, if, if they if they fall behind early and come back and win, of course the crowd will that'll be even better in some ways for the crowd. But I do think getting the crowd in the game early, um, yeah, that could be helpful. I think that could be helpful in this game. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, my experience in the. Uh, NLCS game where the Phillies went down for in the first inning was that the entire crowd was like, nah, like we got this. <laughs> and it, it was helpful, of course, that sure. the San Diego did us the favor of of deciding to pitch Mike Clevenger. Um, so 
like smart people might be like, no, we can get this guy. Right. Right. Um, well, but uh, it but also I, wasn't, it wasn't the fifth inning also. It right. wasn't the fifth right. Inning. Like it wasn't, Absolutely. you're down, no, down, down that four in the difference. fifth. Right. I mean, that's a, the fact that they came right back and yeah. just, absolutely crushed poor poor my clevenger by the way i mean just got absolutely just crushed but i mean i think if you come back right away that's one thing but you let it go two innings three innings and people start losing hope and then it's the bottom of the lineup up and then everybody's like this is a good time to go get a beer and and it's it just the, the energy that team seems to be driven so much by energy and, and you can make too much of it. People do make too much of it in some ways, but I think you can also make too little of that. And, and it feels to me like, yeah, this Phillies team, like I say, the thing that to me is so exciting is again, I think the Astros are better. I think if this was a, if this was a 50 game series, the Astros would win it uh, and win it convincingly. I, I think they're, you know, they, they're built, for for any kind of series, any kind of season, all of that. But it feels like after stealing game one and coming home and 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 there just being this this enthusiasm in that town, I don't know. It just feels like this thing, this thing could go. And of course, you know, they have to win three straight or else it goes back to Houston, where again you have to do it all over again. So I'm I I don't know. I one thing Molly, you and I talked about right before game one was we were pretty fired up for this series. Like we thought this series was going to be good, you know? And it has been. And honestly, I'm just as like a a neutral observer here, like I know everybody wants the Astros to lose for the whole, everything that happened. Um, And everybody wanted the, the the national, I mean, outside of Texas and whatever, I mean, everybody wanted the nationals to, or the, well, I don't remember. I had the story come out yet? Everybody, everybody definitely wanted. People wanted the Braves to beat the to beat the and Astros. I think, I think the Nationals that. too. I this, think the Nationals too. Yeah, this team though is more fun from an outside perspective. If this Phillies team is more fun than the Nationals team was in in nineteen, and then the Braves team was last year, this team is pure chaos. Pure. Oh my God, what what the hell is going on? Bigger underdogs. Um, and, and they play, there's just like, there's an edge. There's just like a, maybe it's Bryce Harper. Maybe I'm biased. Cause I adore him. I don't know, but there's just like this, this crazy feel, this chaotic feel. And I, and I love it. And, um, and, and so they need things like the crowd going nuts and somebody to rip a shirt off. And it's very royalty in that sense. Um, or, or what the giants did when they yeah. rallied and they had all that weird stuff happen with Hunter Pence, you know, like it's, just, <laughs> it's that same sort of like, like, and maybe they did steal the Cardinals double magic. Maybe that's what we're talking about here. Um, well, here's here to me is yeah. the big question. Here's the big question. Alan, what signs are you bringing with you to the game tonight? Oh, I, so yes, I was working on a sign and, uh, uh, my sign says Hosk dongs, Schwarbombs, Harper homers, and just taters. Oh, very nice. Very yes. nice. So I'm, I'm trying to invoke, you know, the way that this team was really constructed, which is ideally the Phillies will outslug their way past any other deficiencies right <laughs> yes like that's yes. with the team of like three to eight dhs they're like hopefully they just hit like oh if God. there's any problem hopefully every they just a, hit more than yeah. the problem every time a ball is hit to a philly outfielder it's like oh my god yeah but but that had to be 
Like, you want to talk about the joys of game one. What could have been more joyful than Nick Castellanos? Like, not only, first of all, First of all, the fact that Bryce Harper moved him in right before oh the pitch, like like Bryce Harper. I mean, not Bryce. The Harper, dugout right. couldn't get it him was, over. Uh, it was Schwarber, yeah. right? Schwarber, Kyle yeah. Schwarber, who's not exactly known as you know no. Clemente himself, is no. out there like, no, move in, move in, man, and he moves in, and then he makes this amazing play. Ellen, speaking of like <sighs> most like delightful moments in Philly's history, that's got to be on your list. Oh, absolutely, but you know, I mean. Castiano's made a very similar catch to conclude. I I think it was one of the Cardinals games. Yes, it was. It was in the Cardinals. And and I I mean, in he also made a lot of good defensive uh catches, not quite like three-star catches like those two were. Um, the game that we attended for the NLCS and my husband and I. Eric, we're, we're shouting defensive superstar Nick Castellanos <laughs> in unison every time he did anything. And that's now what we shout. Yes. It was it was telling to me in his post-game interview that he said something about like, ah, oh, well, you know, in like the regular season, it's hard to pay attention. But in the postseason, it's really <laughs> exciting. So I'm paying attention. And I was like... Oh, Nick, like, I, I love, love you and I so hate much. you at the same time. <laughs> I love that. I love that he basically, I mean, he essentially on national television said, yeah, I don't really pay that close of attention during the season. I mean, like, that's a lot of plays. Who's going to be out there watching every play? I can't, what do you want me to do? Catch every ball that comes out there? You know, He's like, speaking like, the truth. Sometimes you got to play it on a bounce, you know? Oh my God. I would watch Jock Peterson out there during the regular season and the man would like, to try to keep himself, poor, poor, dear, sweet jock, to try to keep himself like involved in the game. He like just, he'd like walk around in a circle between every pitch. Cause I swear to God, he's like, I could feel his brain melting out through his ears, trying to like stay, somehow stay active. He would just like go for a little circular walk between every pitch. And I, was just like, I love that. Like a I little just... dog making a, you know. I, mean, yeah, I, know. I think he was like, I know. I, I, it's not that you don't care. It's just like, it's just. No. It's, it's, it takes look, so freaking long. And uh, you're like. Trying. Among all of us who have ADHD, I totally get it. I mean, I've the only thing that ever surprised me about Jack Peterson and to some extent now Nick Castellanos is that they don't bring their phone out there with them, you know, just oh to like God. between pitches, like just check uh, in, like, oh, yeah, what's going on on, on pitch Twitter. Pitch is going to help these guys because it's it's brutal. I mean, it's like, it goes back to like Little League standing there in the outfield waiting for a ball to get Oh, hit. yeah. It's but in the playoffs, he can pay attention. But in the playoffs, in the in pl- playoffs the play. he's paying attention. Yeah. Every yeah. pitch I mean, matters in the playoffs. It's if so... I was going to choose one time or another for him to be able to make three-star catches, I'm going to choose the World Series. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Like, I'm oh, yeah. not even that mad about it. It's, yeah. it's so great. <laughs> it's so great. All right. Prediction time. Which, yeah. you know, Ellen, we're going to have you on back on after game five. I think Hooray. we should do, right? I think that's what we should do. We should do yeah, this yeah. after game five. Because now how many of these games are you going to, Alan? Are you going all three? No, I'm going to, I, I mean, I was so lucky and blessed as to be able to get face value tickets for games uh, three and four. So Excellent. like today and tomorrow. Excellent. But yeah, I know it'll be a NOLA game, but like I don't have the $3,000 to spend. You don't want to be there for a NOLA game anyway. You want to be in stressful. your house freaking out by yourself. Well, with with you know, with your dog. I got I to gotta see where the changeup is landing. Do you know what I mean? Like is the changeup <laughs> oh, nice and like down in the zone? Is it diving yes. out? Like, or is it, yeah, leaking up? No, you can't. By the time the Phillies are on there, like, by the time Aaron Nola is making his like 
10th uh, playoff appearance year, year in a row, you're going to just be pacing around the house watching it on game day. You're not going to be able to take it. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be intense. All right. But we're going to do this in, in game five, but we know there's going to be a game five. So we know there are going to be three more games. All right, Molly, you start. What, what are we going to see the next three days? Uh, well, we're going to see some rain. We know that. Yes. Um, I mean, I think this series is going to go back to Houston. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think either team is going to win the next three games. I mean, that's not that big of a bold prediction, but um, I think the Phillies are going to win game three. I think they're going to win whether that Ooh. happens tonight or, or tomorrow. I think they're, I think they're going to win it. Um, and then I think the Astros are going to win game four. And then I don't know who's going to win game five. I th- actually, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go there. I think this is going to go back to Houston with fit with the Phillies up three, two. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Ellen. I was, I was legitimately going to say the exact same thing. And now I feel <laughs> no! like I'm che- cheating off of you, but, no, you but like, and this is this is now now as as Joe and I have discussed in many instances, I am a realist optimist. Yes. So I'm going to make my optimistic cast for the Phillies, but not like pie in the sky. They're sweeping every single game because we're screaming our faces off. So I do feel like th- it is possible. You know, the bullpen has been very good so far. So in this bullpen game, Syndergaard's been throwing his curveball more in the postseason, which is something that I was yelling at my tv for him to do yes. during the regular season it and works. so it works yelling I, at the tv it helps i mean clearly right you can yell um, at them in person tonight yell at them to throw the curveball yeah and in, indeed so i can um and you know the phillies were not great out the last time out versus mccullers but the yankees were able to get to mccullers and so i feel like he feels more gettable than than christian javier to me um so that is the reason why i feel like they'll they'll win this game again optimistically and then they will not win the next game and then i'm gonna i'm gonna forecast i am going to put it out there in the universe that aaron nola is gonna be brilliant in game five <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be so good and and, and uh, by the way is that verlander pitching game five yes that will, it, will be verlander yeah, again. back to nola I mean, verlander he's gonna have all this he's gonna have to deal with all the stuff that clayton kershaw has dealt everybody was whoa all the pressures on him i guess I guess horrible. But, but Molly, I mean, you and I, you and I have talked about this. Somehow he's he's immune. starting to get it. He's starting he, to, no, just a little bit, just a little, little bit. bit. He's like immune to the Kershaw I, thing. It's I was listening to the Phillies. I, I've been very much enjoying listening to the Phillies radio broadcast during these games. Scott yeah. Fransky is my celebrity crush. Yeah, he's my so, favorite. And then I, they they were actually brought it up. They're like. They're like, oh, Verlander's got a little going through a little Clayton Kershaw thing. And then the other guy said, yeah, you know, but Kershaw eventually got got over it. So I appreciated hearing that because it's yes. like, yes, he did. They won the World Series. Everybody he won some games, whatever. So I I, I heard that I was like, don't you dare. And then, you know, um, but, but not on the national broadcast. They have not brought no, up. They didn't the, bring the, it up. And they will. They probably will now because I think they have no choice. Nothing Ellen, I'm so disappointed. I yeah. thought I was your celebrity crush. I thought that oh. how that worked. I guess I'm neither a celebrity or or a crush, but it's okay. Um, I mean, you are a crush, but like you're my friend. I know yeah, you personally. Yeah, we're friends. I, so I, just, I can introduce I, you to Scott. I mean, like we can we can make that happen. Um, all right, I I'm gonna go. You know what? Let's just make it a clean sweep. I 
also think somehow this is going to go back. I don't know if it's going to work out quite the way you guys are saying it's going to work out, but I kind of feel like we go back to Houston with Philadelphia up three, two. I kind of, I, and I don't know like that. It's going to happen the way we think it's going to happen. Like it might, like they might lose tonight, nine, nothing. And then like somehow, you know, the, the game is tied going in the, into the ninth and, and, you know, somebody completely unexpected, you know, hits one out or something. I just, I don't know exactly how it is, but it feels everything about this series feels to me like one way or another Phillies go into Houston up three to two. And, and, you know, I, I think this thing goes seven. I, I don't know. I'm, I I've already got this whole thing played out in my mind, but, but I, I like it. I think this is going to be a great series. And I, and I think that uh, I think the Phillies are, there is something there. There's something, something weird and magical there that, uh, that I think will play out, but we'll see. We'll see. Right. I do feel like, you know, worst case scenario, the Astros had been undefeated and at least the Phillies were able to do something that nobody else could win at least one game versus the Astros. And other people may disagree, but this is a conversation that, that you and I have had Joe on a number of occasions. Like, I actually, right now, I do feel like the Phillies, the 2022 Phillies just making it to the World Series, if they lose, I feel like I'm still going to run out into the streets with strong, like, we're number two energy. Yes. Um, (laughs) And again, you're going to feel that way through the national anthem, and then the game's going to start, and you're going to be like, oh my God, turns out I actually am going to be, I really care about this, because that's exactly (laughs) what you're saying is exactly how I felt about the 2017 Dodgers, because they had fault for different reasons they had failed to make the world series like five years in a row and it had I, they hadn't been there since i was too young to remember you know the world series and them being there in 88 and I, I i mean i was very small and so this i felt the same way you did and then and then it i got yeah it's true i'll be no, i'll be i'll be devastated because, and... because here's the thing like i know the phillies aren't supposed to be there and nobody expects it and they're and they're nothing to lose but making it to the World Series is so hard yeah. that you're like, we gotta, we might not be back for 40 years. Who cares how we got here? We gotta win it. It's right there. It's just like, oh, it's so close. We gotta finish this off. And that's the vibe. I'm sorry to say that's the vibe that takes over from the namaste gratitude vibe. <laughs> because you're human and because we all know how this works. <laughs> there, go grab it, go steal it, go steal it, you know? Oh, it's going to be great. It's it's going to be great. It's it's going to be great. Ellen, you got to go because you're going to the game. Ellen, yes. Have such a great time. And, uh, and we, we reconvene in three days with the Phillies up three to two. I think that's, I think we've all determined that's what's going to happen. So awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Like truly such a pleasure. Yes. Oh. So nice to meet you, Molly. You're both my celebrity crush. Oh, nice to meet you too, Ellen. Okay. Awesome. All right, Molly.